This episode is brought to you by Viore. Give the active people in your life something they'll truly appreciate. Performance apparel from Viore. Whether they're into running, surfing, hiking, or even just casual walks around the block, there's something for everyone. And if you're not sure what to gift them, you can't go wrong with something from Viore's Dream Knit Collection. It's the perfect gift and so comfortable. Get 20% off your first purchase today at Viore. V-U-O-R-I dot com slash Spotify. Merkel Media. What does the goddamn line say, Tony? Please do not use gendered language. Then what? I'll be arrested, put in airport jail. Well, you're going completely sideways, man. It's a big club, and you ain't in it. How dare you? Mr. Speaker, the President of the United States. I'm Chris Hansen with Dave on NBC. Jack Mary's tax Theratrix. Hi, I'm Spartacus. Steve Jackson, Sacramento, he him. Steven Seagal. Sex offender guy. I'm Keith Morris. This is Mumbai Gudabi. I'm Rick James, bitch. Sorting through the lies. The hijacker's passport was found blocks from the World Trade Center crash site, if you can believe that. We cannot track $2.3 trillion in transactions. And uncovering the centuries-long plan for world domination. Learning about Cuba, having some food. Let's talk about Chinese people. Have you ever been in a, in a Turkish prison? I have sent six of my Libyan missiles to blow up the CS hardware department. Nothing could be more fun than jumping off a cliff with two German bisexuals. Oh, you English are so Thank you, comrade. And now, macro That's what assholes call it. With your host. Buddy, I don't know who you are, but you're about to get chlamydia. Charlie Robinson. Hey, Whitey, where's your hat? You want to drop the blame on Charlie and say it's all Charlie's fault. He was a retard. I get some goddamn diuretic. Welcome to Macroaggressions. I'm your host, Charlie Robinson. If you are watching us on Iconic, Rockfin, Odyssey, Band.Video, or you're listening wherever podcasts are served, we certainly do appreciate your amazing and continued support. I know you've got a million options out there. Thanks for spending some of that time with us. Hey, speaking of Iconic, the folks over there wanted me to let everybody know that if you're interested in trying out their uh, platform for 10 days for free, you can do so. There's a link in the show notes. You just click on that. They'll give you a 10-day free trial. You can try it before you buy. But what they're doing is like the Netflix of the alternative media. Obviously, all of David Icke's uh, work is over there, but they're also doing uh, weekly shows. Um, they're like fully producing their own feature-length movies, uh, documentary series. They've got a ton of stuff going on. They're actually surprising how much health and wellness of uh, angle they're, they're covering. So I think it's worth a, a look. Uh, they've been a home for macroaggression since we started. We certainly do appreciate the Ikes. And hey, just check it out if you're interested. Also, thanks to Chemical Free Body for being a tremendous sponsor of this program. I'll tell you what, you got to get yourself ready for this coming... I don't know, apocalypse or whatever. Get your body in shape. Get yourself ready. If this is the year you finally you know, decide that you're done procrastinating, go to chemicalfreebody.com forward slash macro and do yourself a favor. Just watch the two-minute video I put and read a little bit about the project that they've got going on over there, what they call the detox in a box. It's a 90-day program. They put me through it. I lost so I didn't, I wasn't trying to lose weight. I lost a bunch of weight as sort of a, I guess, side effect of of it. So some results may vary, of course. Uh, everybody's a bit different, but Tim James has been uh, real great to us. He's been on the show several times. Every time he comes in, he tells us, uh, gives us some new tips on how to take care of your body. We're going to need it. You're going to need uh, everything that you can get to uh, face what we're <laughs> what we're coming up against. So chemicalfreebody.com forward slash macro on your way out. Use the promo code macro to save yourself a little bit of extra money. And and look, if you've been reading the news or or, or following along uh, to even casually what's happening, you understand there's a gigantic supply chain issue. We've done shows about it. We've predicted that it was coming, not because we're Nostradamus and we're going into some sort of meditative 
trance or something, but because it's obvious. You can see the signs telegraphed months in advance. We have issues with ports in China closing down. We have major issues with the port of Los Angeles and the port of Long Beach with their uh, insanity caused by the woke California laws that are screwing up the trucking system. We have supply chain issues. We have hyperinflation on the horizon, potentially. Look, I say this not to scare you. I say this just to motivate you. Get yourself prepared. Start thinking about this stuff. My Patriot Supply built a landing page for us called preparewithmacroaggressions.com. You can check it out. You can buy through there. Uh, save yourself some money on a four-week supply of food or a three-month supply of food. They've got seeds. They have water filtration. They have air purification. They've got, a, they've got pretty much everything that you need at one stop if you are so inclined. But even if you aren't interested in going through my sponsor, please start thinking about this stuff. Start buying a little bit extra at the grocery store. Start, start preparing yourself for what could potentially be coming. Look, the worst case scenario is that you're stuck with a bunch of food, right? You should be so lucky. Best case scenario is that you're far ahead of the curve. This is a situation where it's better to be two months early than two days late. You don't want to have to deal with the morons that we saw at the beginning of the COVID situation, fighting each other for toilet paper. Just think how insane it will be when they're fighting over the last bag of rice. You don't want to be in that situation. Be proactive, not reactive. If you are so inclined, prepare with macroaggressions.com. Check it out and uh, see what you think. You'll never get a hard sell from me. It's just information. It's just options. If you're interested, go for it. If you're not, that's cool. Because I'll tell you what, <clears throat> we got a great show today. Because if you're on Twitter, first of all, why are you doing that to your mental health, myself included? But if you are on Twitter and you're not following Legal Man, you've got to. Uh, he is the host of the widely popular uh, podcast The Quash he is soon he is the star of the soon to be released movie The Jones Plantation and it is everybody's favorite favorite legal analyst online legal man good to meet you how are you i'm doing great thank you well, your stuff on Twitter is fantastic. That led me to your podcast, which, of course, is just a, 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 a God, you know, it's great. But it's great because it's logical and it's reasonable and it's simple. And I really never thought we would live in a world where all of those things seem so rare that like you felt like you were discovering a new element on the periodic table or something when you're like, hey, this guy's logical. This guy's reasonable. <laughs> you know, you feel like you've discovered like a, a golden nugget or something there. But I think that people are thirsty for that. And I think your podcast, uh, does a really good job. You don't get too wordy in it. You're 30 minutes, 45 minutes, uh, kind of quick, quick hitters, right to the point. I like that. And uh, so how did this all come about? Your your background is in law. I'm assuming you're still practicing or currently practicing law, but but how how, how did you pivot into this uh, project? Well, you know, I, I had a blog uh, more than 10 years ago, the truth about the law.com, which I still pay on and I leave it up because the articles took a lot of time to write. But um, it's not an effective system for disseminating information, from what I could tell. And I kind of burned out on it. It was a kind of a catharsis writing uh, the stuff. I have practiced for a little more than 30 years now. And it's the law is the way it's presented to people, both as lawyers and lay people. It's it's just a total fraud, and it's bothered me for a long time. I've I've done a lot of different stuff in the law. I worked at a huge firm when I first got out of school with hundreds of hundreds of lawyers, uh, big name brand kind of place, and that place is really a joke. And so I left, and I went to the public defender's office, took a huge pay cut in order to try to get some trials. So I saw the criminal system up close and personal, kind of the ABC way. And it, that thing is just preposterous, honestly. It's so bad. And then I've done personal injury work and seen how corrupt that. I've done class action work. I've done all sorts of stuff. And I wrote that blog years ago because I wanted to explain the, the fundamental fraud that's going on, both the constitutional construction that exists, that people believe in, that isn't true. Uh, the entire nature of the so-called legal system is it's not a matter of problems with the people in it. Of course, the people in it are despicable, uh, but lots of them are just innocent dupes and, and fools. 
there are a lot of knaves at the top, but mostly the thing is is filled with dupes and uh, do-gooders and fools who have believed this constitutional conservative nonsense that I believed for a long, long time in my life and started figuring it out about 20-ish years ago, 20, between 20 and 25 years ago. Basically, once the internet kind of became available, they started loading in enough stuff to be able to be useful. And so I'd done that and burned out and sitting around and I was just screwing around on Twitter, having some fun on Twitter. And then this uh, corona insanity struck. And I was already fully blackpilled at that point. I, I somebody who I listened, someone, one of my listeners called me cyanide pilled. And I thought it was funny because <laughs> it's, it's pretty accurate. So I think I am, I'm way down the road. I mean, you're never going to find anybody more black pilled than me. And so I was sure I one, I knew the corona thing was a fraud immediately. I, I, I knew it as soon as they as soon as they started leaking out of China, it was just had all the earmarks of the fakery they always pull. And then when I saw a joker like Tony Fauci being wheeled out as the so-called expert top guy, <laughs> well, I don't know how much more proof you need than that, that it's an absurdity. But I was convinced back then, a couple of years ago, that I knew the public would be scared, of course, initially you show people in hazmat suits, they get scared, you tell them they're going to die, their children are going to die, all this stupid crap they tell people, and people believe it. And I thought, well, you know, they're going to believe it. When I heard this flattening the curve crap, we're all going to be locked down. I was like, well, this is this is pretty bogus that, that people aren't immediately seeing that this is completely and totally unconstitutional insanity right. that they have no authority to do this. I don't care if every single thing they're saying is true. I don't care if it's a hundred times more dangerous than if they don't have the authority to do this. Right. And the fact that nobody was speaking up about that in mainstream, I was, I was like, okay, well, people will catch on, you know, they'll go spend a couple of weeks and they'll catch on. And, and yet it wasn't happening. And then, you know, a few more weeks go by. I'm like, how are people surviving? This is all over the world. I've got buddies that are expats and they're living in these countries, these kind of crummy or second world countries where the people don't have any money. It's like, how are people being locked down all over the world? They don't have income. They don't have the ability like the United States just to hand out trillions of dollars. Why are they not rioting? How are they not figuring out that this is all a scam? I, I, I was blown away that people were this far gone. I knew average people were idiots. Uh, totally misinformed, uh, arrogant as hell, uh, stupid, uh, easily scared. I have a terrible, terrible view of the general public, and I avoided them all my life for years and years and years. Uh, but it was I was shocked at how much I'd overrated how intelligent they might be. And I thought I'd put them at the bottom. And so after a couple of months, it became clear to me that it was never going to change, that the this is it. This is what I'm stuck with. And so I decided, well, I got to make a podcast to speak out about it. And my very first one was about explaining to people that these lockdowns are the equivalent of, of, of an injunction against everybody in the country without any of the rights uh, you get when some governmental entity tries to get an injunction against you to restrict your liberty like that. And it's never has happened. We've never had a hearing. There's never been any evidence. Nothing, no, no part of it's ever occurred, all based on this scam of a national emergency of some sort. And so I decided I was going to make the podcast and start telling people uh, in a podcast the truth about the actual law and the way it's put together. And that's that was really the the, the jumping off point because I just determined that. It was a material change in the circumstances when the corona thing came by and they locked everyone down and they made it clear that that was never going to stop. And that's when I started getting actually concerned that, wow, we have I, well, I thought we had a lot more time before mm -hmm. I'd be locked into an effect electronic prison, which I knew was coming eventually. But the quantum step up or down, depending on however you want to look at it, that we made with this Corona nonsense. Um, it was startling to me, especially considering how poor a view I had of the general public and how stupid I consider them to be and how dominated they are by this stuff. It really surprised me. It really, really surprised me. Well, you know, it's funny if the government comes after you, they've they, there's not any law 
uh, statute, any sort of minor infraction or violation that they won't vigorously attack you for. But when they do something wrong, right, and you you say, "Hey, wait, is this even legal?" They're like, Mm -hmm. "What? Right? We're not having this conversation. We we we're we're in a can't you see? We're in an emergency. And if we're in an emergency." emergency then emergency <laughs> i mean it's we've been in an emergency situation since 9 11 they go hey you know this emergency stuff works really well for yeah. us when we want to do anything that's unconstitutional or or illegal we just declare an emergency and then well, look think mistakes were made <laughs> yes. we're charting yes. a course forward we don't want to live we in need. the pat you know all the rum you get the rumsfeld right. talk where it's like you know oh we could that's the pat that's we don't want to live in the past and it's like no 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 we have I have all day to live in the past when it comes to COVID and the violations and the law breaking and all of right. this stuff. They threw that in our face mm-hmm. and then and then ha- called us uh, anti-science for or anti anti-constitution or whatever for 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 raising our hands. I I have a question. Have we have you guys cleared this with the legal department or yeah. or anything because this sounds like it's kind of unconstitutional. They're like yeah. just what emergency are you, are you a bad you want granny to die you want granny to die so it's it's an interesting <laughs> interesting tactic when they can't legally do it then they they outsource the enforcement to the dummies and they say well let's let the dummy let's deputize morons and then let's let them be in charge of shaming and socially conditioning the people that have the audacity to speak up against this quite obvious fraud that's going on and they and they did that so so quickly and and so efficiently that it that it it had it had to be planned years in advance and then of course now we get into patents and we we find you know the spars pandemic document we have lockstep we have all the you know uh uh we we have everything that that that's happening um well in advance that's telegraphing this so we get ourselves into a situation where it's it's us against the government but it's really not us against the government it's a, s- a small fraction of us it's it's us against the population now because yes. i i remember seeing a bumper sticker that said it was it was a 911 related bumper sticker and it was it said never forget and then in 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 smaller print it said how dangerous dumb people in large groups are. And I thought, oh man, that is that is true. That is what 2020 and 2021 was an example that the general public cannot be trusted. They just, they simply cannot be trusted to disseminate, to understand information, to, to analyze facts or, or, or statistical probability or rationalize anything. It's like they've turned their brain. It it has to be intentional. Yes. Oh yeah. I mean, there's so many things wrong with what's going on. That's the part that concerns me is that it's not like there's some obscure thing happening that you have to kind of be an expert in and kind of investigate carefully the, the problems we're facing are so open and obvious and so blatant and so off the scale at this point that anybody who can't recognize them who's still living in the old paradigm is is either intentionally blind to it because of the cognitive dissonance or they're on the payroll because it's it's there's nothing to say about it the there's no such thing as a national emergency. I remember when the thing first came out, I pointed out and identified for people. I said, look, you can just go look it up. There's more than 30 different national emergencies that are currently running right now. They've been running for decades. It's idiotic. There's no constitutional basis for declaring a national emergency. It doesn't exist. It's a statute they dreamed up, but Congress can't give itself authority through a statute. It has to look to the Constitution. And the idea that the people who wrote the Constitution, as big a scammers as they were, were unaware of something called an emergency when they just fought a war is idiotic. The reason there's no such thing as uh, the ability for the government to declare a national emergency and then get all sorts of powers is because if you give it to them, they'll just declare a national emergency for any made up thing they want to like this. And give themselves powers. It's it's not complicated. You can't trust any entity that has a monopoly on force with the ability to declare a national emergency. And the very fact that the 
so-called constitutional conservatives don't ever bring this up is the real problem I've got. And it's the real reason we're in the trouble we're in. And it's why I'm so hard on them uh, in my podcast. That's why I beat them up endlessly. It's not because I think they're the average constitutional conservative human being out there is a bad person. They're not. They're duped. They've been fooled. Um, I was fooled by the same thing. The people who are bad actors are the people in media and government who pretend to be on the side of freedom by being constitutional conservatives and don't tell people the truth about the Constitution. Every one of them was silent when it came to this national emergency crap. Every single one of them was silent. And there's I'm sorry, there's simply no excuse for it. Um, and I would never had I already not detested them to the core. I would certainly never forgive them. And the fact that people have forgiven them and move on and tell me about DeSantis or some other stupid crap when they had Trump in there declaring a national emergency, when there's no such thing as a national emergency, issuing out trillions of dollars in payments, oh, because the people had nothing to do with it. It doesn't matter what the reason is. You don't have the authority to simply hand out money by the trillions of dollars to support anything. And so... Every one of the things is your typical hypocritical problem I have with these constitutional conservatives who pretend to be for freedom. They're just as bad as the liberals. Uh, as soon as they've got a pet project they like, well, they're all on board for spending trillions, locking it down or anything else, as long as their guy's doing it. And the fact that people continue to believe this stuff in the face of facts this clear, just it's it's very I'm not going to say it's scary to me because I'm not scared because I really don't give a shit if the whole thing blows up, but it's very revealing yeah. that the problem is extremely deep. I mean, so, so deep that the vast majority of the people can't be woken. And I do think they're an example of the old adage that you can't wake someone who's only pretending to sleep. You got and it. That's the problem is they're not really asleep. They don't really want to face it. It's it's not that they don't see it. It's they don't want to have to admit what they can see. Yeah. Yeah. It's the big lie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the big lie. Tell the big lie. Well, um, you know, we've on on my show, we've talked quite a bit about how Washington, D.C. is a magnet for the worst types of people. When you have. Uh, access to power and and money and uh, you know in the, the sort of unusual influence then the, it, it just it's a magnet for parasitic uh, parasitic people the scumbags and grifters and sociopaths they all flock there so it isn't a surprise to to see the things that we have happen it's 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 quite understandable given the types of people that are attracted to this these types of incentives and that takes me to where we are currently which is we are in in a position where we are looking at a, picking a new supreme court justice and kentaji jackson is wow i'll tell you what so when Biden came out and said, I'm looking to fill this position with a black woman, I thought that was idiotic on its face. Not because I don't think a black woman should be on the Supreme Court, but why pigeonhole yourself with such a you've you've now eliminated 90, I don't know, 90 something percent of the potential people that could be a good fit there. What if there was a Hispanic woman? Who is better for this? What if there was a black Puerto Rican midget with Down syndrome who is the most qualified person ever? Right. What what about the what if what if there was somebody that could fit this 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 position and be the best at it? That was yeah. thrown out in in the hope that we would find somebody that was but by, by all accounts a diversity hire. I mean admittedly now she may be qualified let's hear what she has to say they drag her in front of in front of uh i don't know a pan i, I don't know what the house panel or some some sort of committee where she's asked questions and i and and when i say basic questions i mean these are basic questions mm -hmm. and she either cannot or will not define what a woman is mm -hmm. uh I'm tired of this shit. I'm sure. tired of pretending that this is somehow normal, that this is right. some, if you're playing this game, get the fuck out. 
Yeah. We we don't have time for this. So what 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 did you what did you make of this this performance art that we saw with with half the side say so brave oh so mm-hmm. brave and the other half going am I is this some sort of goof or something right. what's happening but Biden said he wanted a black woman we brought you a black woman now she can't define what a woman is well then she right. should automatically be disqualified for the job then right right I thought it was hilarious I, I have a dream that someday. The person will be judged by the content of their character and not the color of their skin oh, or their boy. Or their if any, if ever there, that's a good <laughs> slogan. We should put that on a bumper sticker. But apparently, uh, that's not the direction we're moving. <laughs> and so, yeah. um, you know, the whole thing is it's an absurdity for so many reasons. One, and I, I think I'm pretty sure I released a show into the public about the nomination process. Uh, it's so much deeper than just this preposterous trans handicapped, you know, kind of female black, whatever notation that we have to get to go in there. The fundamental basis, the absurdity of the show they put on of asking questions, everything about it reveals the, the kind of fundamental fraud that exists with regards to the court and the justice system and the government itself, that people don't understand uh, things like the idea that the Supreme Court justice is appointed for life and can't be removed except through uh, impeachment for high crimes and misdemeanors. Is this or being absolute... smothered in some room in Texas while you're on a hunting trip? Yeah, well, that's an unfortunate uh, death, uh, you know, out on a ranch of nowhere with no autopsy. No witnesses and, and no autopsies. Uh, okay. But uh, that's coincidence. But yeah, I mean, it's so absurd. And so when I see these like they nominate and there's always the same. See, they only nominate certain kind of people. And that is somebody who has run through the system, been a clerk for a Supreme Court justice, uh, then normally has already been sitting on the bench. She's either went from like uh, kind of a white shoe firm immediately to the federal bench and then to the federal appellate bench. And then they go to the Supreme Court. Well, those are just government employees. So they've been sitting up there as government employees writing opinions to support government their entire careers. And if you want people who are going to actually defend the individuals against government at a minimum the people that need to be sitting on that court are criminal defense lawyers people who fought against the government their entire careers that's if you really want to put people up there who are gonna protect us (laughs) that's the kind of people you need uh you need people maybe who have made their living suing the government in some form or fashion civilly and taking big awards from them that's who needs to be sitting up there not not people who've been lifelong government employees as judges living in a bubble in a fantasy world like that Joker Kavanaugh they put up there crying up there. They should have disqualified him uh, the way he handled that that so-called confirmation hearing. But the hearing itself with a woman like this, they ask some questions and what do they do? They say, oh, we can't answer. Oh, I don't, I don't want I don't want I can't get into that. My specifics are such and such. I have to wait to, to find out what the case would be and all, and all this other crap. It's like, look, that right there shows you that what they do up there in the court is not what we're told. See, people don't understand that the Supreme Court, when it issues an opinion, it's not the law of the land. See, it's not the law of the land. If it's just the final court that hears a case. That's all it is. And at the end of the time, that case is now done and there's no longer any additional appeal. But the the law, so-called, the opinion that they issue in that case, it doesn't apply to anybody except the parties to the case. It okay. doesn't apply to anybody else. And there's a million reasons for why that's the case. I've done m- multiple shows explaining it to people. The first one is the court itself explains that they can't hear a case unless they have jurisdiction. They have to have subject matter and personal jurisdiction. Well, why? Why would they need personal jurisdiction over somebody to have a case up there if they're gonna their ruling applies to everybody? It wouldn't make any sense. It only applies to the parties in the case. And if the case is only applied. Uh, to the parties in the case, nobody would care who sat up there. Have you ever been a party to a Supreme Court case? 
Have you ever been in a case? No, of course no. not. Nobody has. Is this that microscopic number of people have ever been touched by the so-called Holy Supreme Court? They uh, they take like a hundred cases a year or something, maybe fewer than that. And uh, in order to even get there, you've got to pretty much go through the appellate system. Well, that's already cuts a lot of people out. This stuff's very expensive. But if you if you weren't bound by their made up reason, this 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 cobbled together load of crap that they call the law of the land. Would anybody care uh, who was on that court? No. Can you name anybody who sits on a federal district judge? Can you? No. How about on the appellate courts? No. Nobody knows any of them. Why? They're making rulings all the time, right? All, it's yeah. happening all over the place, but nothing, no one cares about it because the only thing people care about is the Supreme Court because they, they imagine that somehow once they make a ruling that we all have to follow. And if you look at the problems, the divisive social issues in this country, basically every single one of them is traceable to some bogus Supreme Court decision that we're supposedly all bound to now. And that's the real problem there. It's not that they want to put jokers on there. Put as many jokers as you want on there. I don't care. I'm never going to be in a case that goes to the Supreme Court. It's going to affect me in any way. So what do I care? Nobody would care. The only reason you care is because they've constructed this system and they've gotten people to believe that when these, when five of these government jokers uh, write something down, that everybody, 330 million people are now bound to this cobbled together load of crap. It's, it's so insane to me that people believe that and then still tell me about how we're a constitutional republic, a representative republic, all about the freedom and the vote and all this crap. None of that stuff can do anything when it comes to a Supreme Court opinion, which is how they shape the vast majority of the so-called policy in this country is all shaped by those ridiculous made-up opinions. So they could put anyone they want up there. There could be as many justices they want. They could have 500 justices. If we're going to have a court where they're ruling, which they sit around and discuss in secret, which is what happens, and they pop out uh, with this written thing that would now, if we're going to have it like that, well, we need a lot more justices up there. We need, we need every kind of person up there represented it, and their opinions all need to be unanimous. How in the world is it okay for a five to four decision to bind everybody? That nothing about, see, nothing about the fundamental structure is, is credible, believable, or has anything to do with freedom. And that's, why that's what I talk about for the most part, try to open people's minds to if you're arguing about the details about whether or not Gatani Jackson Brown or Brown Jackson or whatever her name is, um, is a, a liberal, is she's going to be an activist? Don't, well, you're, you're, you've already lost because the fundamental thing you've already conceded is that there is such an institution that they can make appointments to that then do have this so-called authority to issue these rulings that we're all bound to. And if you agree to that setup, you've lost because they're never going to do anything except for appoint people that screw you because they're lifelong government employees and they're 100 percent 100%, absolutely no exception, they are totally compromised. You do not get nominated to that position unless you are a fully compromised human being in a million different ways. That's just the reality. And the people want to continue to believe some other fantasy because they're told about the brilliance of the system, the founders and the constitution, the checks and balances and all this fantasy that they're told. But those are the realities. And so I spent very little time outside of laughing her absurdity of not being able to tell us what a woman was. And there were no follow-up questions to that. See, <laughs> it wasn't that the question was so good. The question was interesting, but why no follow-up? See, no follow-up. And to believe that that kind of structure where you have like five minutes to ask questions or six minutes or some crap like yeah. that, you have to ask questions. Well, the person can just filibuster. So they just refuse to answer. They deflect. They say, oh, I'm not so sure. They burn up your time. Your time's burning down the whole time. There's nothing you can do about it. And additionally, yeah, they're sworn. But two, when's the last time anybody of any kind of prominence testified before Congress and then was arrested and put in prison for the rest of their lives for perjury? Can anyone name somebody? I mean, no, it doesn't wish, happen. 
I wish it would start happening, but it's right. not. <laughs> they lie all the time up there constantly. It's just like this kind of crap. She can't tell you what a woman was. Okay. What we need to do is pull that woman out right then. At the same time, they need to have all those CIA lie detection things going at all times. Her eye needs to be being checked out. She needs to she needs to be put under an oath. And then she needs to be lie detector. And if she ever lied about anything, she knows what a woman is. She's lying when she says she doesn't know what a woman is. She's a black woman herself. I guarantee you go back and find writings where she declares herself to be a black woman. And she's made statements in public where she's a black woman and on and on and on or a woman or this or that. Well, how does she know? Because she's lying when she says she doesn't know what a woman is and it's allowed to go forward. See, that's the kind of problem I have with that stuff is that instead of picking on the, the thing that really needs to be identified was this woman's lie. She's a woman. Who's lying about not knowing about a right. woman? She's got a child sitting right there behind her. Okay. That's right. her child. She gave birth to the idea. She doesn't know what a woman is, is absurd. She sat on article. She sat on title nine cases. She sat on discrimination cases. She has, she has you know, held and written opinions based upon the fact that one of the plaintiffs was a woman multiple times in her career. And so it's just totally disingenuous and that we don't have an honest conversation about what's really going on. That's the problem to me. Yeah. Well, a follow-up question, a real easy one could have been, what does it say on your driver's license? What does it say on your <laughs> right. passport? Right. <laughs> it's you know? so crazy. It's, so, so the Supreme Court, like you said, it, it it's this you know, exalted thing on a hill. And it's probably, you know, in our day-to-day lives, probably going to have very little effect. But one of the things that you did have experience doing that may really have impact in our lives is being a public defender. And in 2018, an article came out and I forget where it was. It was one of the mainstream articles that was actually surprisingly readable. And it was talking about this person who was doing a, this, this writer was following a, a, a public defender. And the public defender was talking about the caseload that they had. And they explained that they had, on average, about the, the amount of time it takes to listen to the Don McLean song, American Pie about set between seven and eight minutes. And they called it the American pie defense. In your experience, did you see overworked public defenders that were forcing their un- maybe potentially uneducated or definitely uneducated to the law clients to take plea deals that were not in their best interest, just in the interest of clearing their caseloads or making or getting them through the system a little bit faster? Yeah. Well, you know, I found both things uh- you know, when I worked there, I was only there for one year. I was kicked out of three different courts. Awesome. Um, I like because, you already. Yeah, because I was a, a, a so-called troublemaker, um, basically just trying to do what my clients requested and, you know, setting things for trial, even though the thing's probably a loser is just not something the courts want. But what I found with public defenders was that this idea that they're they're so terrible, kind of the uh, my cousin Venny, you know, stuttering fool. That was not at my experience. My experience was that there was a whole range inside there. There were some really, really good lawyers in there, and there were some really bad lawyers, just like in the private sector. And that the people who in the county I practiced in, there was a combination inside the court. You didn't just get a public defender if you couldn't afford a lawyer. You could either get a private lawyer or a public defender, and the judge kind of decided. Uh, what they were doing. And actually, the private lawyers who get the cases from the judges are far worse than the public defenders as far as uh, railroading their clients, bleeding them out because they're 100% beholden to the court. The reason they get the cases is because they move the cases. And uh, the public defender is not quite in that situation. But as far as how much time do you have um, well, you know, you do have a, a pretty good caseload, and, and there are a lot of clients that do plead out with very little uh, kind of interaction with them. But that's because a lot of them are, are probably guilty as hell, and the, the case is a pretty much open and shut case. A lot of them already have criminal records, and the plea deals being offered are pretty good, and they're just kind of used to the system. Uh, so those don't require that much time as a practical matter. Um there are a lot of unscrupulous lawyers in every type of practice, criminal, civil, every kind of civil, every kind of government. Every, they're like in every kind of profession. It's full of unscrupulous people like most uh, professions are. And 
they're no different. But what I found was that the system is set up in a way that, yeah, you're supposed to plead them out. There's no doubt about it. And if people didn't want to plead out, the entire system would collapse. If people demanded trials, they could never, ever uh, run the system. And so they have to plead out the bulk of people. And are their rights being abused by the pleas? I don't know. Um, Some cases, for sure. Um, I saw lots of private lawyers railroading clients. Um, I didn't see public defenders doing it much because there was only one public defender in each court. So all I got was conversations with public defenders, other public defenders and prosecutors about what might be happening with those public defenders. And of course, some of them had reputations for playing people out. There's no doubt about it. Um, but it's it's much more nuanced than the the kind of kind of sort of impression people have of the system. It's much more nuanced than that. And there's a lot of people who do want to plea out, but a lot of it's driven mostly by terrible judges. Uh, mm-hmm. unbelievably horrible prosecutors who abuse a living crap out of their situation. And the fact that the system is set up such that a, a criminal defendant has almost no chance, almost no chance at all uh, in the system. Even if you've got a good case, you are really rolling the dice. And that's fundamentally because the only person who has skin in the game is the criminal defendant. See, nothing at all happens to the prosecutor if they overcharge you. What happens to them? Nothing. Maybe they lose a case. Maybe they get a lesser included. What happens to the judge if uh, they don't allow evidence in? If they don't, what happens? Nothing happens. See, nothing at all happens. What happens to police officers? They come in, they make up a bunch of crap. Nothing happens to them. <laughs> what happens to the prosecutors, the, the criminal defense lawyers? Nothing happens to anybody. Nobody risks anything in that trial except for the defendant. It's the only person in there that has any skin in the game. It's totally impossible for any system to ever function and certainly produce what people imagine to be justice when a system is structured like that. So it can't ever work. It's not a matter of getting there. You could have God himself in there. You'd have to have God holding every other kind of position in order for there to ever be anything remotely like justice in a system where you're processing thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people through it. And yet the only people who have any skin in the game are the criminal defendants. Yeah. So this can never work. It's, it's, it's not a question of trying to fix it and get more fa- and then staffing and find. No, it's again, it's a structural problem with the way it's set up. And for people to be told all the time, we have the most brilliant system and the justice and all, it's all lies. There's nobody who's risking anything in that situation except for the criminal defendant. <laughs> I just don't know what else people need to understand yeah. or hear to see that a system like that, see, that can never work. Right. The, uh, the idea that the prosecutors can stack these charges on people that may not have, may, may not be anchored in any sort of reality seems criminal to me. Like that, like that sounds like a good place where you could put some sort of, um, skin in the game for the prosecution's side where where the, where it's hey listen if you stack a bunch of charges that are not that don't make any sense with this we're going to throw this case out immediately or or whatever we're going to we're going to take away your law license uh, something needs to happen because when you when you yeah of course pulling out to 2 years sounds good when you're facing 25 years but you shouldn't have even been facing 25 years because right. they're stacking charges that are horseshit that 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 don't really even apply just to scare you into saying well look we'll give you 10% of what you're charged with yeah well yeah that sounds good in the context right. of looking at 25 years but right. really if we're only talking about two years and that's really the only thing I should be charged with, well, then maybe we should plead. I don't know. The whole system seems like it's set it's, up to, to, to fail. It's preposterous. They show you in TV and movies. They show people all the time being extorted and threatened by prosecutors. Well, we're going to say you'll see about we'll take you to trial. See how you can do. They know that they're throwing crap at them. And that's yeah. fine. So people are habituated to this absurdity. And that's on top of the fact that they can plea bargain with them in order to get other people. Hold it. 
it's a crime, but we'll let you off of you committing those crimes in order for us to decide to go after someone else we want to go after. Right. Their crimes. Well, yeah. hold it. How is that okay? This how do people not see that they just incentivize to set somebody up and then to go after somebody else? I don't get it. Are, are we all treated equally under the law? The very fact that they can say, oh, we'll go after you, but we'll let you walk. If you play ball, we'll let you. We'll, uh, how is this okay? The only reason that's okay with people, again, is because of the massive propaganda and brainwashing they've undergone that makes them think that a system like that is okay to get the kingpin. We're moving up the chain. They do it all. We're going to pressure them, uh, threaten them with 25 years in prison. You'll never see your kids. They'll be fully grown by the time you get out. You got to give us a name. It's like, I don't, this is extortion. See, this that's that's extortion right there. They're engaging in and that's legalized extortion. <laughs> I thought they were there to do justice. I, none of it makes any sense if you just examine it outside of the insane frame that people are put in in this country and in the world in general about government, governmental systems, the justice system, all the way it works. None of it makes any sense at all if you just actually objectively look at it. The crime that's going on there is extortion, and it's being committed by the police and the prosecutors against people who are, in all likelihood, either completely innocent or significantly innocent. And if they were only facing a legitimate trial for what they actually did wrong, they would never be extortable. But because the entire system is set up to put them up in a system that has they have no chance in. They can then be extorted by the government again. It's <laughs> I don't understand how people don't see something that obvious. And when I point it out, they actually get angry at me. Think I'm the kook. Think I'm for you got to have law and order. Oh, you want criminals to go for <laughs> ah people. I don't know. They're just so blind. And I saw that kind of insanity prior to COVID. That's why I detest the general public and, and avoid them at all costs. But with COVID, it was like, wow, they're actually significantly dumber and easier to brainwash than I even imagined. Yeah. And they're truly dangerous to be around. It's dangerous to be around people who believe in systems like the so-called justice system we have in the United States. Anyone who's defending it. Um, is is either on the payroll or so dumb and brainwashed they're very dangerous. Yeah, the herd is very dangerous. Um, they'll they'll stomp you to death if you if you get in their way. <laughs> and 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 th there's a there's another aspect of the law. This one's going to send you off the deep end. I can already tell. But 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 it 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 is it is one that you know you might say. Well, I'm not going to. I'm not. I may have. No issue in my life that'll require the Supreme Court to be involved. Okay, I may not. I'm not a criminal. I may not have anything that the criminal um, uh, trial system may not impact me. Fine. What about civil asset forfeiture? This oh <laughs> seems like the most insane idea I've ever heard. Um, <laughs> the the fact that more money is confiscated through the civil asset forfeiture than is than crime in in, 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 in burglaries. <laughs> <laughs> should tell you something the police have figured out a better way uh, to rob you than the robbers have they make yeah. more money from it then and then right. the fact that the, the the money is you you it, it becomes a crime against uh three gold coins a, a gold necklace and a laptop computer and you're like yeah but those are mine they're like well this case isn't about you it's about that stuff it's like well how the fuck am i going to get my stuff to sue you i'm going to have to do it so they've set this up in a way that makes sane people go completely insane because right. none of this makes any sense. You get pulled over by some cop. You're going through some hot spot in Tennessee that's known to be where they pull drug, everybody over. Drug trafficking channel. You've got money. You're buying, <laughs> you've been busting your ass. You're about to go buy a used car. You get pulled over. They say that's drug money. They yep. confiscate it. The police then incorporate that into their own budget and spend that money on whatever they want and you can't get it back. Right. Oh, there's procedures. You've got to file the proper form and go in and file, spend your own money with a lawyer and try to go out. It, it's yes. Yeah, you can theoretically get it back. Of course you can. And then go through it. But, but again, it's a system is who has skin in that game? 
only person who risks anything is the is this individual citizen who gets basically attacked by a highway robber uh, with a uniform and a badge um, who pretends to be there doing justice. And the fact that people are okay with it, the people defend it again is back to the incredible brainwashing. And beyond that, what is the what is the foundation? For all of these preposterous stops, anyway, they're looking for drugs or on drugs. They don't have any right to outlaw drugs. <laughs> they don't have any right to outlaw drugs. They license drugs through the FDA. There's all sorts of things are drugs. Uh, how alcohol? When they wanted to ban alcohol, why didn't they just outlaw it? Why did it take a constitutional amendment? Why? Because they don't have the authority to outlaw drugs. It's it's not complicated. They had to pass a constitutional amendment. Alcohol is a drug, but they don't have the authority to outlaw it. Now they just people are so brainwashed. The Department of Justice just puts it on a schedule, says anything they want about it. And now you can't get it. And right. and so, again, back to the brainwashing and the idea that we're catching criminals. Watch any kind of these movies and TV shows about cops vast majority of interaction with the so-called population is as a result of these looking for drugs. <laughs> this is people want to take drugs. Okay. So what? They want to eat Cheetos. They want to, they want to supersize their fucking McDonald's. They want to do all sorts of things that they shouldn't do. They want to sit around and drink a case of beer during the day. They want to guzzle alcohol, smoke cigarettes. They want to do all sorts of things that are dangerous and bad for them. It's none of the governor's business. That's the problem is that they've got this arbitrary thing. And so now they have this cash cow where they invent a so-called crime, which is that you are trying to move a product that people want to purchase and they want to purchase it so much they will risk going to prison for purchasing and taking the product and the government just outlaws it. So there's a very high demand product that the government says you can't have. And basically the government itself through the CIA and everybody else is the one who actually runs the drug business. That's why they keep it illegal because there's a huge cash cow for them that makes tons of dark black money that's untraceable. I'm also convinced that there are people who are probably doing all the very high-end counterfeiting, uh, not even including the Federal Reserve, which is already counterfeit. They counterfeit counterfeit. <laughs> and then they circulate that around. They probably sell and buy the drugs they've made illegal uh, through that. And, and this is how they finance everything. And so if people can't catch on to scams, this absurd and huge and inconvenient, uh, they're so blind. And what I find with most people is that they believe this law and order fantasy uh, right up until the time that their son or brother or daughter or father or friend or cousin actually gets exposure to the system and sees how unbelievably corrupt it actually is and what a railroad job people get. Uh, then they usually start waking up, but not before. And before that, it's my law and order and my back the blue and all this stupid crap that the people believe because they see every single week on television, 40 different shows, saving them from the terror attack every week with the shootouts and the gangs and the drug cartels and all this stupid crap. And those things that they don't tell the whole story, they don't tell you that the people who are at the top of that chain are the CIA. And you're not going to become a large international drug dealer unless you're working for the CIA. That's for all. Sure. You're not going to. It's They've documented it again and again and again. Anybody can go read the books. Lots of people have given up their lives in order to expose this stuff. And yet, still today... Uh, what runs? What runs on the TV, in the movies, the same lies. They never tell the whole truth. And this is the problem is that the people are fundamentally brainwashed on every single topic. That's the problem, ultimately, every single time. And you can't fix a problem when you have population that's brainwashed because you can't even talk about the actual problems. Because if you do, you're called a kook. 
it's that again is it goes back. Everyone knows the CIA. They coined the term conspiracy theorists to make sure people didn't talk about the Warren report, which was another cover up snow job. And so it's just an endless string of these kinds of rabbit holes that most people, they don't have the time to sort out or the inclination. Yeah. They just go along, get along, trying to get their kid into school and deal with their wife or their husband and, you know, keep their job and go on vacation and crap like that. And that's what our overseers count on. Yeah. Well, it, they've done a great job of of using <laughs> propaganda to brainwash people. They, they they have. And then there are people out there that are putting out content that is the antidote to this propaganda. Larkin Rose has been doing this for a long, long time. He put out I a love Larkin. We love him. He's he he's got a uh, he's got a very direct way of explaining this the situation. And he's and he's not going to sugarcoat it. He's not nice. Comes out with a 12 minute animated movie called The Jones Plantation, which explains away explains the government in a in a metaphorical sort of way. He's now taken the next step of turning that into a feature length movie. And I remember that this was happening. I wrote a book with Jeff Berwick from um, Dollar Vigilante and Arcapulco is one of uh, Larkin's buddies. So I knew that this was in progress. I knew they were casting for it. I was hearing about that, what was happening. And then I heard it's been cast. They've got this. And then they said, you know, who's, who's going to play the, the lead is legal man. And I said, what are you kidding me? Talk about this. How did this happen? What's going on with the movie? I'm so <laughs> excited to see that it's in post-production right now. I'm assuming yes, it's in post-production. And technically I think I'm not the lead. I think Mr. Smith is though. I am the namesake. I play Mr. Jones, a plantation okay. owner, but I think that's technicality. I mean, I'm definitely a big part of the movie and uh, I got cast in it because the director loves my podcast and Andrew's a great guy. And even though I don't have any acting experience, he was like, well, he just liked the way I delivered the lines, just uh, the, how animated I get. And I guess I do, I do periodically do voices and some other stuff on there. And he just thought I'd be good. And, and so I, I met with him and he really liked me and we hit it off. And of course, everybody on the project is uh, big on some freedom and liberty. And in fact, I, I stayed at a big house with uh, Andrew and Larkin and a couple other people in production while we made it. And it was, you know, it was a lot of fun to, to, to make the movie. It was very difficult shoot for a lot of reasons, but it was super worth it. And the concept behind the movie is that we would make this allegory that would be kind of a slow burn cult classic. And I think we've, We've, I think I think people are going to really like my character. I, there's a lot of great scenes and characters in the movie, a lot of memeable stuff. We kind of made sure of that and kind of some funny gifs. But the concept behind it is that, you know, there's a core group of people who are hardcore in the liberty kind of movement, the real liberty movement. And those people, um, they're not being tapped for expanding that audience. And if we can get the people, if we can make this movie and the movie makes money, then what will happen is people will see that you can make a movie like this that's way outside the Hollywood kind of deal mm -hmm. and you can make money with it. And therefore, more people will finance and make more movies like this. And getting people to watch a podcast, read a blog, <laughs> that's not easy. And getting people to watch a movie is significantly easier. And so I think there's an opportunity to uh, expand out the potential base we have, because my personal feeling is that there's a very large group of people in our country who would be on my side if I could speak to them. Um, they don't ever hear the kind of message I hear that I present or that someone like you would present because the mainstream media is so tightly controlled in every form of fashion, every kind of media. It doesn't matter if it's movies, TVs, books, social media, everything's massively controlled by those six corporations. Every 95 plus percent of all media people consume is that. And so there is a little tiny niche available. If we could expand it out and make this movie and get people to watch it 
and see that, hey, it's an allegory about the government and the central bank and going from chattel slavery to debt slavery. And we threw a bunch of funny stuff in there about the ridiculous voting and all sorts of other fun stuff. I think people are going to people who are in the know are going to get a kick out of them. People who aren't are going to be intrigued by. But uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing what the project looks like when it comes out of post-production. Well, we're going to promote it for sure here. Um, I'm going to put the link to the 12-minute video that you can find on YouTube so that people can get a, an, an idea to watch that. If you if you like Larkin stuff, maybe you maybe you recognize the tiny dot uh, oh, that's that a great video one. that that has that has been out. I just recently put out uh, retweeted the 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 18-minute video that he he put out recently talking about how disappointed he was in the COVID people not figuring figuring this out and that he had had rightly declared that he was never going to forgive those people that don't apologize for their um, participation in any form or fashion in this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree with him. I sent it to my mom. <laughs> my mom's going to be 81 this year. I sent it to my mom. She's she replied back. She goes, I can't argue with him. Right? That's a good point, and yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so anybody that that that's able to to shine a light, yeah. The the mainstream media, the major corporations, the distri- distribution platform of all of this entertainment, it chokes it chokes out uh, voices like this. So, of course, yeah. part of the uh, indoctrination program has been that people just didn't know that you know they just were subjected to the information that was easy to them. It's like junk food information uh, in an information form convenience i'll grab the first bit of info Oh, msnbc sure i'll take that mcdonald's sure i'll take that because it's easy and it's available and it's there and they've never questioned it right shows like yours hopefully shows like mine movies like this that that i I already know i already it's gonna be good it's going to be good. It is. <laughs> I know who's involved in it. It's going to be good. It's going to be really good. Those have a have a, a unique ability to get you to look at something from just a slightly different angle right. and see if it fits. And if it fits for you and you think that this 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 means something and you think it's value, it resonates with you or something about it, you go, you know what? I think these guys might be onto something. That's a great start. That means you're on the right track. Keep digging and and you'll see what else you can find. Where can people find your work? What's the best place for them to connect with you? Uh, probably the easiest place is if, they're, if they want to hear my podcast, it's called The Quash. It's available on pretty much any and every podcast player, just everywhere. And uh, I, I'm on Twitter. I'm a legal man at US Law Review on there. And I'm pretty active on Twitter most days. Sometimes I'm not, I get away and I get, I go through ups and downs, but those are probably the easiest places to find me. I've got a Patreon, of course, it's the quash, but you know, people, you you can't just go over there and listen to stuff. Uh, I don't have anything on the Patreon thing that's public. I've not to do that for a variety of reasons. One, I don't want scrolling bots to go through there and potentially, uh, uh, flag something so you can't get in unless you're a member. Um, I have a ton of public material. And so the people can go over and listen to that. If they really want to understand the way the laws structure, the fundamental scams that are going on, I don't, I don't argue about red versus blue because it's the same damn team. Um, I tell them the problems that actually exist that aren't being discussed. And if they want to learn about that's where they need to go. That's fantastic. We all need to do the best we can to educate ourselves, especially on things like the law, because I think we're all at a severe disadvantage. You're the best. Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate your time. Hey, everybody, if you like this episode and you want to share it with your friends and family, there's a little button on your podcast player that allows you to do that. If you want to connect with me, the website is theoctopusofglobalcontrol.com. I'll talk to you all later.
we got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the field. It go down. It go down in the field. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the field. It goes down. down in the field. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.